Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm joined by my partner in film, Devin. And today, we're here to give our most anticipated movies of 2024. And on the back half of this review, I will be giving my 4K Blu-ray review of Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths part one and before we begin today's episode you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet that includes apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, audible and more and if you are a new or seasoned listener to our show we would love to hear from you guys follow us on instagram twitter and threads at film optics that is optics with an x or you can email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie related questions Devin, what's going on how's life man happy thursday happy thor's day i should say but how you been what's going on in your life this week are you watching anything good playing anything or just trying to get through the weekend or trying to get through the week to the weekend well as you know this has been the week of pal world because that game <laughs> has taken over the world and it is the second Second most played game on Steam of all time, concurrent with concurrent players. And that is an insane thought to think of, but that's where we are, and I've been playing it quite a bit. My gosh, look at you go. Yeah, I have yet to dive into the world of Power World, but I think I'm going to try to give it a shot today. I just have not had the time yet this week, but... I did finish Control, which I told you earlier, just updating our listeners out there because I know I've been mentioning it within these past few weeks. Um, I beat Control. It was a lot of fun. I just kept playing afterwards, and I beat the uh, the two DLCs as well that came with it, the Foundation DLC and the Alan Wake uh, DLC as well, and it was phenomenal, and I just kept playing. And I was like, you know what? I feel like this is a good place to stop. I have like 70% of the trophies done. And I was like, I'll I'll come back to this later on because I'm close enough to get the platinum. But I'm going to shift over to The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. I got to get the trophy in that before Final Fantasy VII Rebirth comes out. So that's what's happening on the video game side, I guess you could say. You you know, we kind of... I've just been... uh, Doing that, you know, trying to pass the time throughout the week. But also, when it comes to movies and TV, uh, as I mentioned, I had uh, watched Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 1. It's part of the Tomorrowverse animated uh, series, or the Tomorrowverse movies, I should say. It's kind of its own little universe, so you'll definitely hear my thoughts later on about that um, in the... uh, blu-ray portion the home entertainment portion of our review but yeah just been watching some uh percy jackson and i've i've got i I need to watch i need to watch mad max theory road again and i've also had like a sudden urge to go back and watch the kick-ass movies so i found the second one for like ten dollars on 4k the other day so that's pretty cool but outside of power world devin have you been watching anything new or Kind of you, like your entire time has just been taken up by Power World, your, your free time. 
Uh, did did watch the latest Percy Jackson, another good one. I think there's one more episode of that, and then we can cover that season. And last night, I actually started Shrinking, which is the Apple TV comedy with Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford. That's right. I forgot. I'm telling you, people are sleeping on Apple TV+. Plus. They really are, because there's a lot of great content there. Outside of Ted Lasso, there's a lot of great content Maybe we'll get Severance season two this year. I don't know, but hopefully you've also, you, you watched Monarch, right? You've been watching that. Yeah. I finished that up. Okay. Well, is, is it worth watching in your opinion? It's decent. Like it didn't, didn't blow me away, but it, it got the job done. Does it, is, does it keep you? Well, I know that, you know, Godzilla minus one, that's like one of the best films of 2023, but does Monarch, does that get you excited for the new Godzilla Kong movie that's coming out? Well, there there are ties to the movie apparently, so I guess. Oh, it's... so now I gotta watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I have to watch it. Um, it's all that universe. See, yeah, I mean, I I think it's cool when shows do that. Obviously, Marvel's been doing it for a while, but it's like, it's it's. It's one thing when one studio or like one like cinematic universe does it, but when everyone starts doing it, it can get a little much. And I feel like Star Wars is kind of sort of the same way, but that's more of like the Disney part. But as long as it's just one thing, I will, I, I will give it a watch. I will definitely give it a watch. Um, I also have to finish Attack on Titan, the final two, uh, not seasons, the final two episodes. I've been putting that off for long enough because I've been catching up on other anime, My Hero Academia, um, yeah, and just watching other movies and just kind of hanging out, you know, trying to retain, retain a little bit of normalcy. I know we've kind of been going for a while with the podcast, but yeah, it. I think we're we're slowly but surely gaining into it, but you know it's still January. I feel like things will probably things really won't probably start picking up until March if we're being completely honest. But there's a few movies we're interested in for February. But as I mentioned before, we are going to spend the first half of this episode talking about our most anticipated movies of 2024. Uh, we're going to do a top ten um, each. So I'm assuming most where some of our uh, anticipated movies will be on each other's list. So I figured if it does appear on each other's list, it doesn't necessarily have to be like eight top 10, just 10 movies that are on your most anticipated list for 2024. So I feel like if we both have a movie that is on our list, we can just both talk about it briefly at that time and then move on to the next one. So we're not like, oh, like my number 10 is like, I don't know, uh, like Deadpool 3. And then Deadpool 3 is also on Devin's list. We can kind of just talk about it that way to cut back on a little bit of time. So Devin, are you, are you ready to uh, start off this list with your, it, again, not, not, not your number 10, not your number one, but I guess we'll just say number one or number 10. I don't know how this is going to work. Hold on. I, I got mine in order of least to most excited for okay so you have yours from least to most excited i have mine by release date so we'll start with least excited i guess and then we'll just work our way up Devin, go ahead and kick it off for us 
Yeah, my, my first half is movies that all have varying sizes of question marks next to them because either we don't know much about the movie or it is questionable whether they will end up being a quality movie. But I decided to put them in the first half, kind of just, just show that there's potential here, but we just don't really know yet. And my number 10 is, it doesn't even have a name yet, but it is the Untitled Monkey Paw Horror Slash Thriller Project from Jordan Peele. We don't know anything about the movie. We don't know the title. Don't know what it's about. But I mean, it's Jordan Peele, so you got to be a little excited at least. We don't even know if it's going to come out this year officially. Yeah, and that's another thing I kind of want to let uh, listeners know out there. Uh, a lot of these movies are subject to change. Um, we pulled this list from Entertainment Weekly, so they gave us literally just a full list of. I would say of most movies that are coming out this year, I don't think this is like the definitive list, but most of the movies have a set release date, but things are subject to change as the year goes on. So, you know, it could be that for whatever reason, like Devin just said, um, Jordan Peele's Untitled Project, it could come out this year. That's what it's slated for this year, but it could change in the future so speaking of movies that we don't know much about i'll go ahead and give my number technically my number 11 well i guess you could say this is more of a honorable mention before i get into my number 10 uh because i simply just could not whittle it down to 10 but my untitled mention is definitely going to be the untitled karate kick project that is supposed to be slated for december 20th of this year outside of knowing that Jackie Chan's in it and Ralph Macchio. We don't know too much else about that movie, but I do love the Karate Kid films and I'm pretty excited to see what it's going to be. I'm a little worried though, because we also have the uh, Cobra Kai series that is supposed to be finishing up. I believe this year they have one more season to go. Yeah, I was going to say, I know there's a lot of a lot of Cobra Kai heads out there that are going to be excited for that one, because I'm guessing it's going to cross over into the movie. Yeah, see, that's what I'm wondering, because I'm wondering, is it going to cross over, or it, it's it's weird stuff, because they said that this is like the next chapter from the previous Karate Kid movie, but it's like, we have all this, you know, Cobra Kai, so it's like, is it just, is, if it's two separate universes, that's fine, like it's in earlier not everything has to be connected but i'm very excited for it i love the karate kid movies at least the first two threes okay um but yeah i'm very excited for it altogether. but i'll pass it back over to Devin so we can give his next film on his list my number nine is probably the the biggest question mark on the list because we have no idea mostly the quality of this one it's cautious very cautious optimism for this one, but it is the Borderlands movie. Mm. We, we know that one's coming out. It's directed by Eli Roth, who obviously just recently did Thanksgiving. And it has a star-studded cast in it, even though Kevin Hart as Roland is still an interesting choice, to say the least. We haven't really seen any footage or anything, so it's just kind of up in the air right now. But as, as lovers of the game, which most of us are, um, just kind of excited to see what they put on the screen. I would definitely have to agree uh, that that film has definitely been uh, closed lips for a while. When is that movie supposed to supposedly release this year? August 9th. I would say, I, I think it's going to hit that release date. I think it will. Maybe. 
we should, we should also clarify that this year in general is going to be lighter on movies than usual because of the strike and everything. Yeah, I was actually just about to bring that up. Yeah, there is a lot of um, there's a lot of uncertainty. You know, a lot of things are going back and or kicking back into production this year because of the actors and the writer strike. So it's different when it's just one or the other. But the fact that we had two was very um, it was unfortunate. You know, it shows how greedy Hollywood can be. But um, I'm I'm excited for that movie nonetheless. Um, since my last one was technically like an honorable mention for the Grotty Kid, I'm going to give my 10 and 9 picks together. Um, it's going to be so I can catch up with Devin for that. So my number 10 pick is Song of the Hedgehog 3. And I was I was just blown away with the first two, especially the first Song of the Hedgehog movie where the internet kind of banded together to uh, make the, I think it was Universal, no, Paramount to make Paramount kind of like rethink their original design of Sonic because that was horrendous altogether. So that is one then he, time. That, then he showed up in Chippendales for us. Ugly Sonic. I, oh my God. And that was a great movie for sure. But yeah, the first Sonic, it really just, it blew me away. I didn't think any of it was going to work even after the redesign. I was like, oh my gosh, this is another failed like movie. No, I can't even say it's an adaptation. It's more of a movie based on a video games because it's not necessarily adapting a specific Sonic story, but it, it blew me away. And the second one I had so much fun with. It was great uh, to see Idris Elba voice Knuckles. It works so well. You know, we had Tails come into the mix as well. And now we're getting Shadow in Sonic the Hedgehog 3. And I really hope that they keep to that sonic adventure 2 logo with sonic spikes and shadow spikes like below and underneath because it's such an iconic um video game logo or just logo in general it's going to be amazing so my number nine is technically similar similar to the karate kick project um it is the lord of the rings the war of rohirrim um i don't know if this is supposed to be animated project i believe this is an animated project that they were talking about but I can't really remember, but I know it's supposed it's supposed to release date is December 13th, which is, you know, a little bit off, but we'll see if that actually comes through. I mean, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. It's been a while since we've had a movie. Hopefully this will be better than the Hobbit movies altogether. But, you know, it's it's Lord of the Rings. I couldn't not put it in my um picks here but Devin what is your number eight my number eight is probably the one I'm just most curious about because again we just don't really know too much about this one but um it is the strangers part one it's a very interesting strategy that they are possibly going with where I remember seeing a while ago it was announced that they're releasing three movies this year and this is being the first one I don't know if they're all going to come out this year but I'm curious to see how this first one ends up because the original The Strangers is a very, very good horror movie. Just like a real hidden gem from, it was like 2008. So uh, then that one had a sequel that was not very good. So we'll see how this one is, but I'm just morbidly curious. The first one was so good. Yeah, I remember the first one. I didn't know they made a second one. <laughs> but I am, I'm excited as well. That, that seems pretty awesome it's definitely an interesting strategy 
It is like, I, I'm just, you know, we've been kind of going, we've seen a lot more horror uh, films released within current years that are, it kind of shows that the genre never really went away, but I feel like there was a dry spell there for a bit, but I feel like, man, I, I, I mean, dare to say, I think Jordan Peele really helped kind of usher back in that horror thriller uh, mindset for a lot of people, because it seems like at least from recent memory ever since then, there might, might've been a few movies prior, but it really seems since get out came out, um, we've been getting a lot more, uh, quality horror films, especially within these past few years. It's, it's been pretty awesome, but, uh, my number eight, it's a musical. Do you know what it is? <laughs> Can you guess it? A musical inside out too. No, no. It is Wicked Part 1, Devin. Do you remember Wicked? I went with Brian and his family to go see the play. I do remember you guys seeing it. I've never seen it. but You've never seen it. But yes, it was, I mean, it was my first time ever seeing it. It was so good. And I knew we were getting a Wicked adaptation movie soon. But supposedly it is supposed to hit theaters November 27th of this year. So I'm very, very excited. <laughs> part one, part one, Devin, which means we're getting more. Um, I'm very excited for it. I, I love Wicked so much. Honestly, going to see it with Brian and his family, like at the Cleveland Playhouse was crazy. We all had like matching hoodies. <laughs> I think I still have it. I kid you not, Devin, it is probably... That was probably the most comfortable hoodie I've ever had in my entire life or my young adult life during that time. Oh. It, I'm t I don't know where I don't know what company they found those hoodies from, but they were so freaking comfortable. I'm pretty sure I still have it somewhere. It might be in my parents' house. But yeah, Wicked Part One is going to be my number eight. So Devin, what is your number seven? Lucky number seven. Mm -hmm. um, this one is definitely an interesting one. That trailer that came out was very intriguing. Uh, I'm going with Civil War, the Alex Garland film that's coming out with. It's got a really cool cast. It has our boy Jesse Plemons in it, obviously. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, I believe, is in there. Uh, and the trailer just looked very intriguing. Just an interesting concept. Not to get country, confused. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, not not a. Not Captain America Civil War. Just Civil gonna, War. Yeah, I was going to say, not to get it confused with, like, people were like, oh, are they rebooting Marvel movies now? No, it's a totally separate film. But I, I apologize. Continue. Just just our current political climate as a country, this movie, it's going to be very interesting to see what it unfolds. Yeah, and it's election year here in the States. So I guess there's no better time than the present. So for my number seven, I'm going to go with Gladiator 2 because I love the first movie so freaking much. Um, I don't necessarily know if we needed a sequel, but it is Ridley Scott. So, I mean, you know, I, I can't deny the man that. So I'm just very, very excited for Gladiator 2. It's supposed to hit theaters November 22nd of this year. Devin, what is your Number six. Number six is for me on my list where we start getting to the more known commodities, like feeling pretty confident that these ones are going to be 
entertaining at least um, and probably pretty quality and that starts off with good old Godzilla X Kong at, at the start here wow it's it's going to be it's going to be a fun popcorn monster movie and that's all it really has to be you know it's interesting we've gone through like five of our picks and we have not crossed paths yet i thought it was going to be something totally different so we still got five more that that is true. I'm just I'm just very surprised. Like I like it, you know how, how diverse our, our tastes are. They're, they're similar but but different at the same time. Uh, Godzilla vs Kong or X Kong X Kong uh, X Kong Times Kong <laughs> Times New Roman Kong. Um, it's actually not on my list. I mean, it's just. I mean, I'm I'm excited for it. Don't get me wrong, but I think there's another movie that I'm even more excited for for my number six pick, and that is Deadpool three. We've been seeing a lot of leaks with Deadpool. Yeah. We're going to have some... Pro- There's the first crossover there. That'll be okay. later on. Yeah, I got you. It's, you know, it's just one of those movies where it's like you can't help but not be excited for it. It is Hugh Jackman. It is Ryan Reynolds. They are coming back to eff- just effectively give the fans what they've wanted. But I, I am a little wary, and that's, I think, why it sits at like my number six here it's because we've seen so many leaks from this film already and i i want to go into this film with a little bit of like surprise like surprise me in some type way shape or form because it, it feels like this movie is just being leaked or at least portions of this movie without context are being leaked and it's it's a little hard to get excited for like it's exciting you know, I'm excited to see the movie, but as the days and years, or not years, sorry, as the days go on, not years, well, yeah, um, it, it makes it a little bit harder to get excited for. I actually might have to end up muting like Deadpool 3 across like all social media anytime I check it just to make sure that I'm not accidentally spoiling myself because it's happened before and it's not a fun feeling. But Devin, what is your number five? Number five is, I think this will probably end up being a crossover at some point, but uh, it's Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. That is my number four. <laughs> it's a mouthful. There's no denying that. That, it is, <laughs> that is definitely a negative going into it. But other than that, the trailer looks solid. Like It does have a lot to live up to, obviously, with that last trilogy being as good as it was. There's definitely some skepticism there that they can continue that quality, but until it shows otherwise, there's no reason not to be excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. So that is my number four. So I'll just talk about it now. Yeah. It's, I just, I love that world. I, I'm excited to see how they're going to continue this story. Um, But yeah, it looks, I mean, from the trailer, it looks great. And I, I feel like we're going to be in for a treat. That is, that is supposed to hit theaters May 24th. So it's my birth month. I'm very, very excited for that. Um, so that being my number four, I've already revealed that. So my number five is actually A Quiet Place Day One, hitting at theaters June 28th. Is that on your list? It is not. I don't know if you remember, but I wasn't a huge fan of the second one. I just think it wasn't very necessary. That's right. You weren't. I totally forgot about that. So I guess that. this one's like a prequel to where it all started. So yeah, obviously day one. So I mean, we'll see. I'm not I'm not, not looking forward to it. 
Right. And again, there's always also a little bit of skepticism, uh, skepticism with this. So I'm just, I'm a little on the fence because um, John Krasinski is not involved in this story. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Um, honestly, it could be argued that a quiet place, just the first, a quiet place movie could have just been like a one and done. Like we don't need any more, but similar to the last of us where the first game is so perfect. That story is so perfect. And then people are like, Oh my gosh, like there are people who wanted another one, just like a quiet place. But there are also people saying, no, you know, the story is perfect as is. But with The Quiet Place Part 2, I liked it. I definitely met. Yeah. Now that you mention it, I definitely remember you saying you weren't as lukewarm on it. It, it felt like A Quiet Place to Part 2 definitely felt like a Part 1 and then the climax to Part 2 or like for Acts, I should say, Act 1 and then a climax to Act 2. And then it kind of just poof. So it's like, all right, so are we ever going to get a part three kind of thing? Because it's like you've gone this far. But I don't know. I, I, there's a bit of similarities there where people necessarily did not like part two of A Quiet Place. Some people did. I feel like that's very divisive as well as with The Last of Us part two, which Devin still has not played. But that's <laughs> because it's not on a... Put it on PC and I will. It, it's going to get there one day. Um, you're just, I feel like you're going to experience the HBO show before they hit it or before they put it on PC. It's definitely possible. I, I think so, for sure. Okay, so I've already given my number four since you revealed that Kingdom of Planet of the Apes was your number five. What is your number four? My number four is The Fall Guy. That is the action comedy starring Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt. Um, so basically, anything action comedy with Ryan Gosling, I'm automatically sold because I think Ryan Gosling is possibly the most underrated comedic actor we have because it it really isn't fair that he's that <laughs> good looking and also that funny. <clears throat> so I think a lot of people don't expect him to be as good of a comedic actor as he is, but... Um, from anything to obviously Ken and Barbie, he was great. But then Nice Guys, which is one of my favorite movies, he's just amazing, and that's an action comedy as well. Also directed by David Leitch, who did obviously um, the original John Wick and recently Bullet Train. So got a lot going for it. Ah, oh, Bullet Train. That was a that was a fine, crazy, kooky ride. Um, well, I think that was a January release as well. I think, yeah, we covered that one. So that was definitely check out that review if you haven't already out there, folks. So Devin, we're, we're in the final, we're in the top three. We're in the final three, not the faint. <laughs> you sent me that video. I'm sorry. I was a little bit of a derail here. You sent me that fantastic four video about, you know, like, Oh, what should we call ourselves from like the reboot of the fantastic four? And I totally blocked that from my memory because of how I'd never even seen the movie. So that was my first time ever seeing that scene. And I it just was, can't believe it's that bad. Mm, you know, we should, Oh man, it would be fine for us to do like our own version of like caravan of garbage. That would be hilarious because that movie is horrendous and it is fun to watch like just objectively like bad movies that people do not like there's there's something fun about it but i digress uh we are in the final three here so gosh my my number three no i'm sorry go go ahead and give your number three first i, I apologize 
Yeah, my number three is is a recently announced one, actually. But because of the director team behind it, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And the trailer as well. Definitely got some excitement. But um, I'm going with Abigail. Is that with... Um, that's with... Um, my gosh. Uh, Melissa Barrera? Yeah, it's the it's the movie from Radio Silence. The director team did Ready or Not and, and Scream um, 5. Or not 5, but Scream 6 and 7 comes out april 19th oh i totally forgot about that movie but that is a yeah it's definitely an interesting release date for a horror movie but yeah i'm 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 gonna be there obviously we loved we loved ready or not love the the screen reboots so yeah it looks like uh, melissa barrera is really sticking with radio silence since i yeah i knew they did scream five the reboot or the the requel, or yeah, Scream Five, basically, and then yeah, they did Scream Six as well. So I'm very I'm excited for that as well. I totally blocked that off my memory, but my number three is Furiosa, coming back, baby. That looks like a very interesting prequel, and I am a sucker for Mad Max Fury Road. It is quite possibly one of the best movies we've had ever like within recent recent years honestly no i backtracked not within recent years literally just like ever and i'm very excited to see the prequel we're in this weird phase of hollywood where you know prequels and sequels we have to expand everything but it's been a while since you know we've we've uh returned to the world of mad max and i am very excited to see what this prequel has to offer. Anna Taylor-Joy is supposed to be playing young Furiosa. Um, so that's going to be a treat in of itself. And that also comes out the same day as Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, May 24th. So, Devin, what's your number two? going to be a busy day. Gar- Garfield as well. we got to do a triple feature. Oh, that Garfield? Oh, oh my God. You know what? I'm, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. We'll see if we get screeners, but I'm down for it. <laughs> Furiosa Field of the Apes. Furiosa of the Garfield of the Apes. Furiosa Garfield Furiosa Kingdom of Furiosa Garfield's Apes. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's a terrible title. What is your number two, my friend? My number two is I'm sticking with the theme um, of my last pick, and I am choosing Ballerina. There is a lot to be excited about here. It is the Ana de Armas movie set in the John Wick universe. Oh, that's right. See, I totally thought it was a Sydney Sweeney movie. <laughs> it's coming out because I just watched her Hot Ones episode today, which was hilarious. She took it like a champ up until the very yeah, end. Yeah, she, she but, definitely did. Yeah. Um, I, I think the only other person to really go that far was Elizabeth Olsen. If you ever saw her Hot Ones review, she just she but she went all the way. She took a like. Yeah, there's been a, there's been the a few way. that definitely take it strong. Most of them have been females. Actually, Halle Berry was another one that she just was not bothered. Yeah, who was also in uh, John Wick three? Yeah, ballerina. That is that. That's coming out this year. Do we have a set release date at least for now, or a tentative one? June seventh. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good year for movies. This past year, it was it was all right, but like, I think I'm a little bit more excited for this year. Um, it may be less films, 
but I think there's going to be bigger ones, at least ones that we're going to be interested in. Um, my number two is a movie that we do not know the release date of just yet, but it is a highly anticipated horror film that Devin and I have both been waiting for for a while. I'm not sure if he knows or has guessed it by now, but it is A24's Maxine. Oh, wow. I, I, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> wasn't even on this list. Yeah, wasn't even, um, is yeah, it? I, just, I don't. I don't know. I just threw it in there because I'm I'm praying that it comes out this year. Yeah, <laughs> I'm praying that it does. It is it is to be announced. Um, I probably could have put that as a uh, honorary pick and went with something else, but I'm putting it into good faith. I'm praying that it comes out this year because got to see the ending of that. I got to watch. X and Pearl all over again so I can get ready for Maxine. But I did just throw it in there to, you know, I'm speaking good on it, putting goodwill out there um, and, and into the ether to hope that it comes out this year. <laughs> but it's just my number two because I'm really. Yeah, happy. we can we can definitely hope. Yeah, definitely there. But Devin, we're down to our number one pick. Before we give our number one pick, do you have any other honorable mentions that you would like our listeners out there to know that they can be excited for things that they may, they may not know what's coming out. Do you have any, any extra honorable mentions there? Uh, sticking with the horror theme, I will mention Horrifier three or not Horrifier, Terrifier three. I should Horrifier say it's, three. <laughs> I mean, we could, we could do Horrifier too. It's a similar yeah. concept, but but um, yeah, it's supposed to come out this around this Christmas time. It's supposed to have a Christmas setting, so that should be very interesting. Interesting. Okay, I'm trying to. Okay, so there's there is, actually no. I can't even put that as the most anticipated. It's it's a movie that I'm interested to see what's going to happen. I'm gonna actually. I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say Rebel Moon Part Two, the Scar Giver, but. I was going to mention it there. Where's it at? <laughs> it's, I didn't even know it was coming out this year until I saw the list. April 19th. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's a bad, a bad one for people to get excited. I didn't for. even finish the first one. It, <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> so I'm going to give two honorable mentions. Uh, one is the nineties classic uh, reboots twisters. I had to add the S. I know. Yeah, it's not Twister. So I guess it is a sequel because it's not Twister. It's Twisters. I don't know. Either. Any hooser. <laughs> uh, the next one I was going to say is If coming to theaters May 17th with, um, I believe John Krasinski is either executive producing it or is directing it and it's starring um, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I think it's directed by John Krasinski. Basically, yeah. they're attempting to make a Pixar film um, live action. Yeah, it, it, see, it's Pixar live action, but it also reminds me of Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. <laughs> so that's something. Um, and another uh, honorable mention before we get to our number one, I have to, uh, The Joker 2. Yeah, I was going to bring that one up too. Uh, that one is a worried, a worried excited because it is a musical uh, with Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. But I mean, the first one was so good that 
just kind of have to have faith, I guess. But they're definitely going in an interesting direction. Yeah. And another one I do want to throw in there because this was supposed to come out last year, but it did not. But it, it is uh, Zendaya's film or the film that she's starring in, Challengers, the uh, tennis movie. Yeah, it might, it might have some salt burn vibes. I don't know how how raunchy it'll yeah. get. Yeah, so Challengers is supposed to come out uh, April twenty six, so that's another uh, honorable mention. But I also I also got a shout out. Um, we have an M Night Shyamalan movie coming out at some point this year. We don't know anything about it, but do we really? Yeah, we don't have a title yet. Oh, uh, you know what? I, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I do remember that supposed that's supposed to be coming out at some point. Uh, gosh, there's so many movies coming out this year, or at least there's some that I'm like somewhat familiar with. Uh, most of the ones that we have mentioned are, and actually I'm pretty sure every movie that we've mentioned is coming to uh, theaters. So no like VOD or streaming movies as of right now, but um, yeah, I'm surprised Devin hasn't mentioned the Adam Sandler movie. I guess he doesn't really like Spaceman all that much, but you know, I mean, I'll be, yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> Day one on Netflix. You will be alone, my friends. <laughs> now we'll I'll, I'll, che- I'll I'll check it out. I'll check it out. <laughs> um. So let's yeah. Let's get into our our, our final picks here. I'm gonna go on limb and say they both start with letter letter D, but they are different. Um, y- uh, they're different. Hold hold on <laughs> hold on. <laughs> what is yours? What is your number one? My number one is Deadpool three. We haven't had that crossover yet until until now, but I'm I'm very confident in this movie because of just everything that is everything Marvel has like hinging on this movie, like its success and just how good the first two Deadpool's were, and bringing back Hugh Jackman as Lo- as Logan. It just it just all feels like it's coming together so perfectly, and we're at the point in in the MCU where we're at another low on the MCU roller coaster where everyone hates it everyone thinks it's falling apart because some people didn't like echo so i think once this comes out it's really gonna just be well marvel's back mcu's back but obviously i think it's gonna make a billion dollars and i think it's gonna be a crazy movie and i'm definitely i agree with you definitely trying to avoid the leaks yeah because that's the only thing that i'm worried about but i think I mean, out of all the movies we've mentioned and uh, me going through this list, I don't. I think that I think that's the only Marvel movie releasing this this year. Yeah, it is. Which is, I think it's fine because, yeah, I I think it's more than fine that they're that at least that we know of. I know they've been shifting around a lot of things. Um, but yeah, there's there's no DC movies here either. So this actually well, might be. Or yeah, yeah. Besides Joker, um, I guess from uh, what's his face is um, James Gunn's DC universe. But my number one also starts with the D, and it stars a very talented woman, Millie Bobby Brown, damsel. Netflix. I knew it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it is Dune Part Two. Let the spice flow, baby. I just wanted to throw a red heron in there. I well, wasn't I, sure. That's pretty funny. I didn't. I didn't notice Dune Part Two and Spaceman are the same day. Tough decision for you. <laughs> that is the easiest decision in the world, Devin. I might. I might watch Spaceman first. 
You know, it does make sense to watch Spaceman first because it's more accessible. You just have to, you know, plop on your couch, turn on Netflix, and it's there. Um, <laughs> I wanted to throw in Damsel to kind of like give a red herring because Devin tried to do that with me, but I'm more gullible than Devin is. So he already knew that Dune Part 2 was going to be my number one. I, I forgot Damsel existed, so you definitely pulled that one out. Yeah, I was going through, as you said, yeah, our both of our number ones start with the letter D. And I was going to say Drive Away Dolls, which comes out in theaters, um, like February 23rd. I was like, no, that's not as believable. And then I was scrolling through. I'm like, okay, there's Dan. March 8th, Danzel. And I was like, Danzel, that's it. That's it. I'm going to hit him with that one. But I, I am somewhat interested in Damsel as well. I'm, I'm a big Millie Bobby Brown fan, and uh, that fantasy, um, the fantasy vibes of that Netflix show, or ser- not series, gosh, movie, uh, definitely is right up my alley. But yes, Dune Part 2 is my number one. Uh, we were robbed from it last year, but understandably so, uh, because, you know, the studios were acting a little greedy, and uh, they, they needed to... Um, you know, get their stuff together and, you know, come to their senses and, you know, pay these actors and writers for being a part of their industry because without them, uh, you literally have nothing um, at all. But yeah, Doom Part 2, very, very excited. March 1st, I've been seeing a lot of people have been like early screenings in like February. I'm like, where is this? I need to know so I can go see it. But that pretty much concludes our most anticipated movies of 2024. This has been a blast. I love how we're able yeah, to. We, we only ended up having two of the same ones. Planet of the Apes and Deadpool. Yeah, I that is very surprising. Um, but again, I'm not mad because I think it's great that, you know, there are movies that I mentioned that you had uh, weren't very aware of or, you know, just in general and vice versa. So we're able to kind of fill in our uh, most uh, anticipated list together and, you know, have another great year of, you know, covering, uh, covering these films because there's a few of those horror movies I totally forgot about. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this one, this one, this one. It's like, so yeah, hopefully all of these movies do keep their release dates and there won't be any more delays, but Given again with the strikes, uh, that is definitely possible. But we're we're gonna pray that everything, um, you know, releases when it's supposed to. There's definitely a lot of streaming movies out there as well. But um, before we get into the second half of our episode, I do want to mention that we might we're probably gonna do a, a, a most anticipated um, TV shows of 2024 as well. I feel like we have to give each medium or each section of the same medium their their flowers because there's a lot of great uh, television coming out this year as well and yeah that's i think that's going to be a lot of fun hopefully we're able to get that out uh before the the big rush of movies start coming out because i feel like as soon as march hits it is going to be like a uh it's it's going to be crazy <laughs> It's just going to be nonstop, and you know there's a lot of t- t- television happening that's also technically already coming out or starting to come out already. But 
With all that said, that does conclude this section of our episode. And I'd like to thank everyone who has stuck with us thus far for this episode. If you like what you heard thus far, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred podcast platform of choice. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, threads at film optics that is optics with an x and don't forget to share an episode of our podcast with a fellow movie lover in need whether it be your mother your brother or your significant other spread the love for the film optics podcast wherever you can and now really quick before we get into the second half of our episode uh, i want to take a little bit of time to give you guys a sneak peek of what's coming up next on the show um, so for upcoming releases, we're definitely going to be covering um, a lot of the films that we've actually mentioned <laughs> in our uh, most twenty, uh, our most anticipated films of 2024. But we also have things such as the Bob Marley uh, biopic movie we're going to be covering, Dune Part Two. I'm assuming we're going to be doing Madam Web <laughs> as well. <laughs> I feel like we have to. There's a few Sony movies coming out this year as well, but. Um, and of course, we're going to be uh, giving our most anticipated shows of 2024 that will release hopefully within the next week or two. I want to kind of space them out there a little bit. But with all that said, um, I'd like to, of course, thank Devin for joining me for this episode. Now it's time for me to write solo. And I will return shortly after this brief introduction to my coverage of the Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 1 4K Blu-ray review. Most of you are aware that you live in a reality parallel to many versions of your universe. I've gathered you all to save your worlds. That does not look good. You got that right. And we are back with our 4K Blu-ray coverage of Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 1. To make it easy for you guys to shorten up that title, I'm just going to refer to this as Crisis or Crisis Part 1, just to make it a little easier for everyone out there to follow along. But I would like to express my gratitude for Warner Brothers for sending us a review copy for the purposes of this podcast episode. This film is now available to buy at all retail stores across Best Buy, Walmart, Target, you name it. As of Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. And the director of this film is Jeff Wamster. And the story is as follows. The Anti-Monitor is released in the DC multiverse and begins to destroy different herbs that compose it. The Monitor attempts to recruit heroes from across the multiverse, but is murdered. And of course, this film stars Matt Bomber, Jensen Eccles, and Darren Chris. You may know Jensen Eccles from the Supernatural series. He has also voiced Batman across a number of DC animated titles. And you might know Matt Armor, who voices the Flash in this movie, he plays in the DC live action show of Doom Patrol as Larry. So it was really cool to see him come back into the DC universe as a different character. Um, I love Jensen Eccles and Matt Bomber so much, and I'm really glad that they were part of this project. But a little bit more 
about this film before we move on to my thoughts of the film. This is part one of three (laughs) of the Crisis trilogy. So part one is out right now, and parts two and three of Crisis are supposed to debut later in 2024. We just don't know when. We just have the window of the year. I'm assuming they might be dropping these, you know, now that it's January, we have part one, possibly around the summer, we're going to get part two, and probably to end the year, we will get part three, maybe around the fall holiday time. That's just my assumption, but you never know. But also, this Crisis trilogy is set to conclude the Tomorrowverse of a DC comic book animated features. So if you guys have been following with this new series of animated features, it started back in 2020 with Superman Man of Tomorrow, and there's been a few films building up to this moment. And this is also the second adaptation of the Crisis on Infinite Earths event, um, as was previously adapted as a crossover between the CW DC shows as Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 1 through 5. So that was a big, big deal that was going on. I remember it was between uh, 2019 and 2020 where those five parts of that TV series or that TV event was going on. But if you are new here to this portion of the show, this is the portion of the show where I like to talk about physical media, talk about what's new coming out in the world of physical media for home entertainment. Um, It's something that is important to me as a long-term physical media collector. Um, I usually break down this portion of the show into my thoughts of the film and or series that I am covering, and I get into the audio and visual technical side of it. Not too much because, you know, technical jargon can be a bit mundane, so I try to keep it fun for you guys. And then I'll get into my final assessment as to whether or not you should add this film and or series into your Blu-ray collection. So as far as my initial thoughts of this film goes, um, we are basically nearing the conclusion of the fan-named Tomorrowverse uh, movie series, and I found myself pleasantly surprised by the unfolding events. While my knowledge of the crisis narrative is limited to the multiversal theme, I was thrilled to witness an animated adaptation within the realm of my preferred genre. And I believe that animation provides the ideal platform to delve into such a complex storyline such as this. So part one essentially revolves around Barry Allen's run as the flash leading you through pivotal moments in his life that contribute to the looming threats of the crisis events. If you were Tuning into this review, chances are you're well acquainted with the crisis events, so I won't delve too much into plot specifics. However, I thoroughly did enjoy the first part, and I'm eagerly awaiting the upcoming parts two and three. Jeff Wamster is the director of this film and of several films in the Tomorrowverse series, and I feel as though he possesses a distinct vision for this crisis trilogy. 
he has been skillfully incorporating callbacks to previous Tomorrowverse films within the shared universe, starting with Superman, Man of Tomorrow, and extending further. And I just appreciate that Jeff is playing such a key role in constructing a carefully crafted narrative for this three-part event. And like I said before, since I've witnessed part one, I've watched it twice now, it, it it's evident that he has no plans for easing up the momentum of where the film leaves you off at the end of part one. When it comes to the audio and visual of this film, um, I, I usually don't, have the keen eye and or ear for something like this um more so when it comes to animation because i feel like especially with 2d animation such as crisis part one it's very hard to tell sometimes when it comes to the video more so than the audio uh when it comes to the audio it is that standard uh hd master audio like 5.1 mix. Um, it offers an excellent surround sound experience. I do have a soundbar on my setup and I feel like the dialogue was clear. It was clean. Um, and it eliminates the need for constant volume adjustments. Um, but that's as best as I can give you when it comes to the audio side. I just feel like it's solid audio all around and that makes for a great viewing experience for me. I'm I'm a very simple person when it comes to audio. The only thing that drives me crazy is that, as I mentioned before, I would have to like constantly adjust the volumes uh, depending on the scene or depending on what's going on, if it's a heavy dialogue scene or if it's like a major action scene. But overall, I feel like the audio is where it needs to be. Uh, When it comes to the video side, you know, I do have the 4K disc itself. And I got to say, I think think the colors are great. I also have an OLED television, so I feel like those colors really pop for me a little bit more. It provides smooth clarity. I didn't notice any stutters or jitters, at least on my disc. Um, It provided uh, vivid colors throughout. There's a lot of times that you see flashes traveling through time. And, you know, there's a lot of persistent coloring then. And I I really do love the animation style, you know, these bold lines that they introduced back uh, with the new animation style of the Tomorrowverse. And it's, I can't really say it's like on par, at least for me, when it comes to like DC's uh, Batman, the animated series, but it does work for this run of DC films. The animation can be stiff at times, but that's just the nature of the animation itself. When it comes to special features here, um, I gotta say I'm a little disappointed because on the physical side, there are only two special features. I watched them both. They are dubbed Crisis Prime. Um, That is where the filmmakers reveal the details of the intricate plan to create a comprehensive animated universe across these seven films of the Tomorrowverse, concluding with the three-part event adaptation of the Crisis events. And there's also one called The Selfless Speedster, which explores Flash's legendary role 
in the crisis events of the comic series. And it shows a creative process that brought him to life into the animated adaptation and the vocal performance behind his heroic and a romantic story. Now, there is one other piece of special features, and I thought this was odd that they did this because on the physical disc, you get two special features, the ones that, uh, the two that I just mentioned, excuse me. And then there is a digital only special feature, which is called the silent treatment, which is a film clip from Crisis Part Two, which I have not seen yet. And I did not know that this was a separate special feature. I think it's a little weird that they only offered that film clip for part two on the digital side and not the physical side, especially since there's not a lot of physical, especially since there's not a lot of special features to go around on the disc itself. It's literally just the movie and then those two special features that I mentioned earlier. So I find it a little weird that they did it that way. I'm not sure if that was just like a little sneak peek preview, like, hey, you know, there's this secret special feature thing that's only on the digital side. It's like, just, just throw it on the physical for, for, for parts two and three if, if you're going to continue that. But when it comes to my final assessment, if you are a DC fan, you need to add this to your Blu-ray collection. And the concluding chapters of the Tomorrowverse, as I mentioned earlier, the animated adaptation of the Crisis story pleasantly surprised me personally and it's great. It's it's a love story. It focuses on Barry Allen's uh, Flash journey, and it skillfully explores those pivotal moments in Barry's life that ultimately contribute to the events of Crisis Part One. And as this film is directed by Jeff Wamster, and he has also directed other Tomorrowverse films, this really is part one of a trilogy that you can clearly see that he wants to unfold with a clean, clear vision, incorporating those callbacks into earlier films within the Tomorrowverse shared universe and setting the stage for an exciting conclusion. So I'm, I'm all, I'm all aboard like 100%. I want this. I think it's so cool that we're getting a trilogy of this event usually it's a two-parter and then we're done we've seen it with like the batman the long halloween and we've also seen it with previous dc animated films like the dark knight returns so it's really cool that we're actually getting a trilogy a trilogy here that i feel like there's so much within these events that happen with end crisis that splitting it into two movies will not do it justice it needs to be three no more than three for sure, but I'm interested to see where the story goes. And that concludes today's episode of the Film Optics Podcast. If you enjoy what you heard, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred podcast platform of choice. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at Film Optics. Again, that is Optics with an X. And of course, don't forget to share an episode of our podcast with a fellow movie lover in need. And again, thank you all for listening. If you enjoy the show, please take a moment to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple podcasts and Spotify and stay connected with us on all the social media garbage that I mentioned earlier. That was Devin earlier in the episode and I'm Christian signing off and remember life is like a movie. So go out there and make it a blockbuster.